1: Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and I am excited to be here tonight. The uh, This network in general, for those of you joining us for the first time, is a great place for anyone to come and learn either how to solve some problems they have, how to get support in their business and support in their personal life, how to connect with others. The network really is best way for you to learn how to do better and improve your life in the areas that you need to improve. What we do here on Financially Speaking is we talk about money and talk about finances. And tonight's show is going to be a little bit different because I normally submit a topic and I say, this is what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about mortgages. I'm going to explain all the great, wonderful things and (laughs) all the scary and and terrifying things about mortgages or whatever the case may be and break it down because that's what we do on Financially Speaking is I try and take a topic and I break it down into plain language so everybody can understand it. And why is that important? Because you are completely capable of understanding your own stuff. And I talk all the time with people that get caught up in everybody else's stuff and keeping up with their neighbors and keeping up with their Joneses and all that. And I I find a lot of people get themselves into trouble and get themselves overwhelmed. And here's a little secret about keeping up with the Joneses. They're also trying to keep up with the Joneses. So if everybody's trying to keep up with somebody else, then nobody is actually happy and getting to where they want to be. So this is why I tell people, don't worry about what your neighbors are doing because they're worrying about what somebody else is doing. So just focus on your own stuff. And that's what we're focusing on here on Financially Speaking tonight. So during my my day, I spend my time in my bookkeeping. I have a finance practice and uh, we do bookkeeping and I, I'm also a licensed financial advisor. So I do a lot with investments and insurance and help people put together plans and understand what they've got and how it works and where they've got it because a lot of times people don't even know where it is. So tonight I just want to take a lot of the topics we've talked about and I want to pull it together for us a little bit like a smorgasbord of finance and talk about some of the things that I get a lot of people come to me and talking about, the ones the topics that I get asked about the most, uh, the, the ones that people are the most confused about. The ones that I, I probably spend a lot of my time talking to people about and the very very cool thing about it and this is really what the show is it, it's taking my whole day and it's just showing you what I do during the day because every single person that comes in to see me in my office has a different and unique situation and it doesn't matter if they're sisters brothers cousins twins uh, not related at all everybody has a different situation so every single person we have to take that approach to let's get your stuff and your information and then let's figure out what you want and how you you want to get there. So that's uh a lot of the the fun, I guess I'm going to say, is with what I get to do with the day, with my days put stuff together for people so that they can get their finances on track. So what do we do here at the network? We share a lot of knowledge, a lot of information. There's a ton of hosts that are on the network that can help you if you're um going through something or you're questioning something or you're needing a little bit of advice or support on something, then reach out to one of the hosts on the network. There are shows that help you understand just about anything there is happening in your life. And if you are thinking that, hey, wow, we're missing something on the network and you're that person that has some great ideas or has this great insight or great skills that you have, don't be afraid to reach out and ask about becoming a host because there are a lot of people out there that I'm sure when you're asking or thinking of a question, there's at least 10 or 20 other people that are thinking of the same thing. So if you have a skill that you want to share with the rest of the world, then don't be shy. Uh, don't be scared. And if you are, then call Christine McIver. She's our our owner of the network, and she's also a host on the network, of course, and she will guide you through it. She'll tell you all the 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 truth about the network and how it works, because Sharing your gift is one of the best gifts you can give to the world. And I truly believe if you have a, a gift in being able to, to help somebody with whatever situation it is, then sharing it will only help other people. And I think it's a, a great, great way that you can give back to, to the community and to, to the world in general. So think about it. If you're out there and you're wanting to, to give it a shot or you think hey I can even do better than one of the other hosts well hey why not give it a try because there's lots of opportunities here at Inspired Choices Network. So who am I? So when I get starting on the show, I usually we have I do a short introduction and I have uh, a topic prepared to discuss with with everybody either in the chat room or if somebody wants to call in they're welcome to, but sometimes I get emails from people and and I actually get a lot of my ideas for the shows from People who are listening, and and I put out there, and I said, "Hey, what are you on on shows for topics?" And I had a whole list of them, and I've gotten through just about all of them now. So, but then what happens is I get on the show. Sometimes I have a guest, which is always a lot of fun because I learn lots that that night too. And what happens is I get going on a particular topic, and sometimes people are like, "Geez, you know what? We only hear a tiny bit about you, and this isn't a all about me kind of show. This is about the financial stuff." But I do want to share tonight a little bit about who I am and where I am, other than knowing that I'm in Canada, uh, which is where I am based out of, um, and it's, it does not always snow. So for all of you in the really warm states, we don't have snow 12 months out of the year, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> we get beautiful weather too. Uh, but seriously, uh, I'm, I'm quite lucky that I get to do all the stuff that I get to do in finance because it is my, my passion and my favorite thing in the world that I can do. But why is that? I have probably never shared that with you. So I spent most of my life, and I would say by most of it, 90% of my life in uh, some kind of math or finance situation. So I did all the math courses, I did all the business courses, I took accounting, I did all those those courses through high school and universities and post-grads, and uh, I spent lots of my degrees in the financial and business uh, departments. So I did that because of course I love it and then what happened was I graduated and I started working in our family business and it was fantastic. I, it was a big business and I love business and I love the whole thing of it and I was there for uh full-time better part of 20 years and it was it was awesome and then I left. Simply, one of the topics that we talked about is succession and estate planning and it's really really important because no matter who you're in business with, most people, most businesses start out with partnerships of some kind, either family or friends, and they think they're going to, they're open up, they're going to open up a bakery or they're going to open up uh, some kind of business. And it all starts with the best intentions. And then something happens where it either falls apart because of stress over money or it falls apart because of stress over money. <laughs> and it's usually either too much money or too little money. And Or a lot of times um, it can be over control and uh, division of authority and who's responsible for what and why we don't have job descriptions. And what happens when people get started in business, it's all fun and wonderful and happy. And they don't put together all those pieces of a business that need to be put together like your operations manual, like a partnership agreement, like a uh, job description like a, a clause that says, if you and I don't want to work together, but want to be friends, how are we going to go about in doing that? And that's one of the things I see a lot of, an, an awful lot of in business. And that is so important. And I I find sometimes it's a little bit awkward or uh, uncomfortable for people to approach, especially if you're working with a really good friend or family member, which let's face it, it's how almost every business starts. Walmart started with the the Walton family, uh, Steve Jobs started with his buddy Steve Wozniak to start with Apple. They all started with a a good buddy or a family member. So and then they grow to these these big companies. And Walmart, you know, obviously an international publicly traded company, still has family members on it. The Ford Motor Company started with the Ford family. Like we have so many examples of how one person grew to be a huge. Uh, publicly traded or not even necessarily a publicly traded, but, but a very big business. So it all started with, you know, a, a friends and a family relationship. So why I say this to you is because I, I have personally gone through where I worked with family and then I've left to go out on my own. And it's, it's very hard to do that because not so much the business. I always tell people business is easy. It's the people and the relationships that make things Awkward and uncomfortable because you have people who have different feelings, people who have different expectations, you have people who have uh, different goals. And if you aren't articulating that with your partner, then it gets really awkward really fast. So if you are starting or you're thinking of starting a business, and the first thing people start talking to me about is, How am I going to get money? Where am I going to get money? And I think, you know, and I always tell people, there's a lot of money out there. I, I always tell people there's so much money out there. There's lots of money in the world. You can go get it. You can make it as much as you want. You can make however much you want, whenever you want. You can work as many hours. There's just a lot of money floating around out there in the universe for yours to take. Now, having said that, what are you going to do when you do take it? And this is the challenge. It's, it's not, business isn't just about finances. Don't get me wrong. You got to make money to stay in business, absolutely. But you also have to be planned and organized. And getting the money and just jumping into starting your bakery for example, well, what's going to happen? Who's going to work the hours? How are you where are you going to have a location? What's going what's it going to look like, you know, a year from now, 5 years from now, 10 years from now? Do one of you want to grow to a big publicly traded company or are you happy just staying in a in a one location operation? So these are all the things that I find and, and I want to share with everybody tonight all the, 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 I guess my, my top, I don't know if it's top ten, but my top list of topics that people get, get overwhelmed by and they get ahead of you. So you start your business and guess what happens? Either things are going great or they're not going great, but you haven't got a plan in place. And I very, very, very rarely see people with plans. I very rarely see people who have the same plan if they're partners. So I might want to be having five locations. My partner's thinking we're just going to grow one and that's it. These are conversations you have to have so that you know if the partner you're with is the right one for your business and if the partner you're with is the right one for the long term. Maybe it's the perfect partner to start your business and your plan is we're going to work together for the year, we're going to get set up, we're going to get up and running and then I'm going to have my exit planned out so that you can carry on and grow the business in the direction you want it to grow in. These are all the conversations that I find people have neglected to have and this is the challenge when they get into a situation is they haven't had these conversations. So then what happens when I see people is, there's a lot of emotion now involved because now they're frustrated, they're not making money, they've lost money, I've worked more hours than you, I have more invested, and on and on and on it goes. So tonight I wanna share um, some insight, if I can, on what I've dealt with with people, some of my own personal experiences and how to deal with things. I wanna talk to you a little bit about my book. This is not me trying to shamelessly plug my book. I, I, I wrote the book, All Ladies Should Use the F Word. It's a guide to loving your finances. I wrote it specifically for women, and I wrote it specifically in a language that we speak every day, plain and simple. Don't need a lot of acronyms and math and formulas and charts to understand our stuff. I wrote it in a way that you can understand your own stuff. I, and I share cases with you about people and stuff they've went through. Obviously, they've been modified. The names are all different so that uh, there's nobody that's going to be identified in the book. But I I do want to share cases with people on what you've run into and and why it's so very important to have a plan for yourself with your finances. It's so very important to have a plan for yourself if you are in business, if you're planning to get into business. And if you're not in business, that's okay because you still have money coming in as as a, a salary or hourly or, or however your your money comes in. But you still have to have a plan for this and how long is it going to last you and where are you going to put it and what are you going to do with it and how much are you going to save after tax because taxes are a huge, huge thing. And I, I want to share with you some insights I get on mortgages and the rates with mortgages and the, the things that people look at that I always encourage them to say and I say to them, you know, that's that's okay looking at it like this, but let's look at another way of the same, looking at the same problem or the same question. Because at the end of the day, I like to look at the bottom line. How did the bottom line affect you? Is it the right bottom line? Are you making the money? And are you saving more? Because a lot of people get confused about, I got to make more money, I got to make more money, I got to make more money. If you save money and you're keeping more of your money, that is the same thing as making more money. The net result is exactly the same. If you make $100 a day and you spend $90 a day, you don't have to make $110 to be able to save 20 bucks. You can save $10 a day and still make 20 bucks. So it's the same exact idea. It's just mindset sometimes that I find, uh, we need to have a conversation about and just how we view things. So tonight is going to be a bit of a smorgasbord. I'm going to tackle a couple different topics at each of our intervals, after each of our breaks. So we're going to take our first break of the night. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about the importance of protecting yourself and protecting your money and how you do it. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we will continue to talk about anything that we need to talk about to make ourselves financially secure. We'll be right back.
0: Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. Canada 613 800 8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble. Tonight we are talking about anything we need to talk about that makes ourselves financially stable and financially comfortable. So tonight I mentioned that uh I'm kind of doing, in my my mind, I don't know that it necessarily really is, but I'm looking at more of the best of where I've had a lot of people ask me a lot of the same questions. And one of the questions I get all the time is about protecting themselves, and that's not necessarily how they word it, but that's what it comes down to. So protecting yourself with your money. Imagine now, you know, it's beautiful fall. We're coming to beautiful fall weather and it's, you know, nice and cool out and the leaves are changing colors and it's beautiful. And imagine this is the time you're going to sit down with your advisor, somebody like me, if you're comfortable having an advisor or your accountant if you're more comfortable, but... Um, of course, I I know there's a lot in like any industry, there's good, there's bad, there's ugly, but uh you find an advisor that you're comfortable with. So you're going to sit down on this beautiful fall day and you're going to talk to your advisor about your plans for your future and your plans for your retirement. And you're going to do it on a day like today, for example, where you don't have a high stress uh issue. You don't have a panic to get something done. You're not overwhelmed financially. You're not in debt financially that in a in so far that you can't support it or afford it or control it. You're going to sit down in a good, happy, calm mood and you're going to talk to your financial advisor. The conversation is going to go something like, what is it you want your retirement to look like? And you're going to share what your retirement looks like, whether it's sailing around the world or or buying a cottage or doing some traveling or just staying home and reading a book a week, whatever your Dream looks like that's what you're gonna talk about, and then your advisor's gonna to put together a plan they're gonna to talk to you about how much money you have, how much money it's gonna cost, how much money you need to save every day or month or or week to go towards this goal that's gonna happen in twenty or thirty years now if you're if you're really getting organizing you're 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 out there and you're under the age of thirty and you start this process now, then you're talking over thirty five years. You're going to have a fantastic planning and and organization, and all you have to do every year is just make sure that plan is up to date. So when you get married, when you have kids, um, when you move to a new house or you change jobs, that's when these parts of the plan get updated. So the younger you start, of course, it's better, but as soon as you start is the best time to start. So it doesn't matter if you're out there and you're 55 or 65 years old, you still need to have a plan. So you're gonna have it though on a day where you're nice and calm and relaxed talking to your advisor. So you're able to comprehend and ask questions and, and really take it all in. So your plan's gonna really reflect what you actually want to do. Now compare that to today and you're all stressed out because you have so many bills that are due. You're in debt up to your eyeballs. You can't get ahead. You can't imagine 20 years from now, let alone tomorrow, and how you're going to manage that and you go meet with your advisor you're in a state of panic you're upset you can't focus how much of the conversation are you going to hear and how much of the conversation are you going to be committed to because you're in this panic right now where i just need to get out of debt I just need to get out of debt and and don't get me wrong i know there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of debt we are in canada there's a, the average of a dollar 71 for every dollar that you earn, you owe. So if you earned a dollar, you owe a dollar seventy-one. I get it. One of the biggest causes of bankruptcy in the United States is healthcare. We're going to talk about that. These are all things I completely understand, and I realize there's a lot of people out there that owe a lot of money and are stressed out every day wondering how they're going to do it. I get it. That's a different conversation you're going to have with your advisor or your accountant, or your or you're going to have an, a a coach that's going to help you get your money organized first, and then you're going to talk to your advisor there's options. There's always, always options. And I tell people that all the time. Even when you think there's none, there's options. There's always stuff you can do. There's Doing nothing is an option. Maybe what you're doing is the right thing and you just need to give it time. But these are all things that you're going to have a conversation with the right person about. And I say this to you because I get a lot of people that say, well, I don't have a lot of money, so I don't need an advisor. Or, well, I don't think I'm going to make that much money you know, I'm not going to have a lot to manage, so I don't think I need an advisor. The truth is, everything you have is the most important thing to you, and that's why you need somebody to help you with it. So whether you make a million dollars a year or whether you make twenty thousand dollars a year, is that your money that is coming into your house, and is that the amount of money that you're relying on? Of course it is. So you need to make sure that that money is being handled right and that you're understanding it all exactly the way you need it be. So. When you have a plan that's nice and organized on that nice calm day that you're talking to your advisor, and you're putting it together, you have a lot higher success of keeping to it and modifying it when you need it and staying on track versus when you come in in a state of panic and upset because you're so overwhelmed that you're not really thinking about the future, you're just desperate for an emergency fix. And I get it. There's, I'm not saying that these things don't exist. They absolutely do. I see them every single day, all kinds of different people. And I'm saying my 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 point is, please go out there and get the help that you need. They're out there. Get a coach. Get a money coach. Get somebody to help you with your budgeting. Start wherever you need to start. Don't worry about your retirement planning. That all comes into play. So if you're all in, all in debt and stressed out about how am I going to pay off and I'm just moving money around to pay this car and this interest and I can't get out from underneath it, then you need to talk to somebody who can help with debt management. They're out there and there's money coaches out there. There's If, if you're one of the people, and I see these a lot, especially with women, where they think they're not deserving of making all the money or they're not capable and they have a mental block, then, then work with a coach that, that helps you with Mindset and understanding how money works and the flow of energy because it always comes back to a uh, part of you that, that just needs that extra little bit of help. And once you have that resolved, then you can carry on to the next phase. So if you have a block with money or a mindset about money or you think, well, you're never going to be able to, to make that much money, then work with somebody on your mindset. And then once you have that fixed, and you start to see the money flowing, then you're going to need someone to help you with the money. Or if you're in debt and you need a lot of help with counseling there, then get someone who helps you with budgeting and debt management. And once you have that done, then you start working with the other advisor. You're you're not looking for them independently. These don't work as isolated people or isolated issues. They work together as a whole plan. And a lot of the time, it's not just me that you're dealing with. It you might be dealing with an accountant at the same time or a bookkeeper or a trustee or a lawyer it, there's all kinds of, I might be working with somebody's mindset coach versus um, you know maybe somebody that just needs debt management so it's not necessarily that I have all this money and I need to go talk to an advisor to invest there's lots of different people out there with different uh, skill sets so that's the first thing I want people to know is yeah, to protect yourself look after yourself and protect your mental state and help people to protect your money and your income. So protecting yourself though that is uh, a lot of parts of it and we've done shows just on insurance, just on credit, just on mortgages Um, and I just want to highlight a little bit about protecting yourself and protecting your your income. So everything that you receive in, in monetary value that comes into your house as your income You need to protect that. And by protecting that, I mean you need to be aware of it. You need to consciously think about it and look at it and say, hey, I'm making $50,000 a year and I need to make sure if something ever happened to me that my family is still going to carry on. Or if you're not married and you don't have kids and you live single, but you have a dog or a cat or you have a house that you maintain, then you want to make sure that your your pet's looked after. You want to make sure that your house maintains itself so that if something happens to you where you're sick and you can't work then your bills still get paid and the lights still turn on and you can still put food on the table so protecting yourself means looking after yourself in the fact that if anything happens to you and your income then your income is still protected and you're still going to have money coming in just because you can't work doesn't necessarily mean you won't have money coming in so by that there's lots of things you can look at I talk to people and people ask me a lot about disability insurance and critical illness insurance and i'll just highlight for you tonight some some of the definitions i guess you'll say of what they are but just so that you can get your mind thinking about do you need it and everything i talk about tonight i don't think every single person out there necessarily needs it this is just some people need some parts more than others some people need more amounts than others some people need less and than other people because they have different setups with their life. So you take what you need and that's what I just want to share tonight a little bit about. So this is about what you need in general but specifically you take what you need. Um uh, so disability insurance is is um and critical illness insurance. These two usually get talked about together, but critical illness I find is sort of a neglected topic. So I'm going to talk about it first. Critical illness is if you get diagnosed with a critical illness, which statistically one in four people, I think is the new statistic that they'll get diagnosed with something. And I'm talking about cancer, heart attack, stroke, um, uh, angioplast, any of these things that you can be diagnosed with that are high. We hear about them all the time. We all know somebody who's had cancer. We all know somebody who's had a heart attack and they've lived. So, These are people that have been diagnosed with one of these illnesses and they've lived, they've gotten their treatment and they've lived. Now, that's great. The stress that I see people on, financial stress that I see them with when they get diagnosed with something is they're not financially prepared to not be working and not have an income. So this is that magic of a critical illness policy. It's a, it's a policy that gets paid out So you pay your premium just like you do your car insurance and you hope you never have an accident need to use it. But you know what? If you do, then you get a big lump sum payout. It's tax free. You do whatever you need to do with it. You pay your bills. You go on a trip. You try experimental, you know, treatments, whatever you want to do. There's, that's up to you to do. I think it's a fantastic opportunity for people to protect the income in case they get sick so they don't end up depleting their finances, which is what I mostly see from people. Um and I, the people I see is after it happens. So it's really hard. I can't go backwards and, uh, fix things. So the beauty of it is these are all things you do on that nice fall day with your advisor and you say, hey, I need to protect my income. I need to plan for the future. I need to enjoy my life every day and I need to enjoy my life as I'm saving. This isn't about sacrifice everything today for 30 years from now and then, then start enjoying it. No, this is enjoy your life and and live every day to the fullest, but prepare and plan for the future. So that's one of the parts of the protection that I want to talk mention and talk about tonight was the critical illness. I think it's incredibly important for people to look at it and confirm whether or not they need it. And if they do, then to work it into their budget, make sure they have it. We are up to our second break. And then I'm going to talk a little bit more about credit and healthcare and all the things that will cripple a family or cripple a person and how we can make it so that it doesn't do that. So let's take our next break. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're just going to continue to talk about all the things that we need to talk about. We'll be right back.
0: It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and you are listening to Financially Speaking. And today we're talking about, uh I think, a lot of the key pieces that you need to have together to really get a plan on track and to feel comfortable and confident in your finances, because I already know you can understand them. And I already know that you want to understand them because you want to make sure that you have financial security. So what are we going to do about that? And I talked uh just before briefly about critical illness and how that can stand in the place of your income. One time, one lump payment, boom, there you go. If something happens, while you recover, it pays your bills and then off you go back to work, you're feeling better and you didn't have to deplete all your finances. The other one is disability insurance. Now, there's two kinds of disability, m- mainly. I'm going to say there's two main kinds that people will be um, able to understand that Relate to them, so there's disability due to accident. you get hurt, you break your leg horseback riding or playing hockey or baseball or whatever the case is, and you can't work for six months because you have to go through surgeries and complications or just that's how the healing process is so there's those kinds of accidents then there's the there's the disability due to illness, so this is that um, uh, you're you've been diagnosed with an illness, there's um, stress leave mental illness is part of it. So, there's disability due to accident and disability due to illness. So, you can get insurance that stands in the place of your income while you're out recuperating. So, if you are playing hockey on or baseball or basketball or whatever it is, and you have a collision, an injury, you slide into something, you break something, and uh, you're going to be off, you're going to be in surgery, and you're going to be off work for six months. Well, if that happens outside of work, there's a really good chance that if you have group benefits or you have some kind of government uh assistance, then it's not going to cover you for that particular injury because it didn't happen at work. But if you have your own disability insurance, and this isn't a, it's one or the other, you can have a disability insurance on your, your group benefits that your employer pays for, that you contribute partly to, whatever the case is. You can also get a policy to top up in case it's not enough in the group plan so that you are covered and your your income is being looked after. Because if you're not working for six months, a lot of people, very, very few people out there would have a six-month financial plan saved up for emergency. So if you don't have the money set aside, then you're going to either be going into debt using credit cards, you're going to be borrowing from family and friends, you're going to be selling something, you're going to be um, just, you know, maybe getting, if you if you qualify and if it's possible, getting lines of credit or maybe you already have a line of credit and you're running up the line of credit because of being dis- on this disability or slightly having a disability for these six months where you're retire- or recovering. This is how people see a lot of financial problems and get into a lot of financial problems because they have to use their money or they have to come up with money when they're incapable of making it because they're hurt or they're sick. So you are you are perfectly able to have your own disability plan. The thing I like about, I'm a big personal believer in having control of my own finances. So I like to have my own policies because then I can control it. I know what I have, when I have it. I know I'm going with the company I want to go with. I'm using the advisor I want to use. Uh the other nice thing is if it's a group plan and you leave that that particular employment, then you lose your group benefits most of the time and if you retire, then you are all, for the most part not there's i mean there's always exceptions to the rules but for the most part, people leave the business they've retired they don't have group benefits anymore, which means they don't have disability, which means they aren't covered for in in whichever case short term long term disability whatever the plan has. Now they're not covered. And it's also you're 65 or whatever the number is. It's a lot more money because you're older. Or you might not qualify because you now have a health issue. So these are all things that I think they're great to have at an early age. Because they're mostly, (laughs) of course, when you're younger, it's always more expensive, right? So if you can get stuff when you're younger, then you pay less, and you've got it locked in. So the younger, the better. But Always start right now. If you have anything that you need questions on, or you're thinking about, now's the time to go get a check and, and ask somebody. The other part that goes with this is healthcare. So for those of you out there, you know I'm in Canada, and a lot of people are under the impression that we have this great healthcare system, and, and we do. We have a great healthcare system. It's not perfect, and it's not all free, and that's the illusion that's out there about Canadian healthcare is that it's all free. And it's not. We pay a lot in taxes to have a system like that. So I like to think of it as a prepayment because it's all through your taxes. But it's not for my province where I am in Ontario. I'm not covered on absolutely everything across the country in Canada. I'm covered under my province for most things, but some things I'm not. So what I always tell people is make sure... I don't care if you're in Canada with the healthcare system we have or the United States or anywhere else. Make sure your healthcare is covered. Make sure your travel insurance is covered. So if I leave the province that I'm in, then I need to know that my health care is covered if anything happens. So if I'm visiting in the States, which I'm gonna which I do a lot, I did a lot, I and mean, I'd be doing more of. When I'm down in the United States, my health care is not covered by Canada. I need to make sure I have travel insurance. I need to make sure I have the appropriate travel insurance. We get a lot of Canadians that go across the border for uh Black Friday shopping that you have or your Thanksgiving shopping. Uh We get a lot of Americans that come over to our side on the border to do some shopping. Um, uh, there's all kinds of reasons that you might swing back and forth across the border uh for the day or you might just go for a couple days. Well, as soon as you cross over a border, you're now in a different country. So your Canadian insurance for health care is not covering you and it can be very, very costly. I mentioned earlier that healthcare is one of the biggest causes of bankruptcy in the United States. It's so very important to make sure that you have yourself covered and looked after with your healthcare. And that includes traveling. If you're planning on traveling outside of your state, outside of your province, outside of your country, make sure you have coverage. It's worth it. It's like having car insurance. You're required by law to have car insurance. You're not required by law to have uh travel insurance or disability insurance or critical illness insurance. That's not the law, unfortunately. But that's the stuff that can really cause a lot of stress and a lot of problems financially. And I can tell you a story about my aunt and uncle who went to Florida. They're Canadian. And they went to Florida every year. Like, they're one of the snowbirds, right? They go down to Florida every year for the the our cold months, so they're down there January, February, March. And she had a heart attack when she was in Florida. And when she was down there, she, uh, it, was, it was a serious heart attack. Um, they admitted her into the hospital. She was in the hospital for a couple of weeks. And once she was stable, they air ambulance fly to fly her home. And at the end of the day, this was in the 90s, and our Canadian dollar was worth about 50 cents to your America dollar. So fifty cents on the dollar and her health care costs totaled somewhere around three hundred thousand dollars American. So in Canadian funds that'd be about six hundred thousand dollars. And if it wasn't for the fact that they had made sure they had very good travel insurance when they before they left, that could have been devastating, not just healthcare wise, but financially. That's a lot of money, six hundred thousand dollars. What would you do if you had to come up with six hundred thousand dollars? thousand dollars to pay for health care and if you hadn't gotten the health care you wouldn't have you wouldn't have survived it's a huge 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 thing to think about so at the end of the day they made they had great travel insurance and they owed there's very little that wasn't covered so most of their their um, expenses were covered by their travel insurance which was worth it right there on that one event that they need it for so a lot of people, they think, oh, I'm young. It's never going to happen to me or I'm not going to be gone very long. You don't know what can happen with car accidents. You don't know what can happen with your health. You don't know what can happen at all. So I I always tell people I I don't like to take those kind of risks. If you want to take risks and you're a thrill seeker, then, you know, you like jumping out of airplanes and doing roller coasters. That's great. You go and get your thrills that way. Don't get it by not getting proper travel insurance and going on vacation. So that's one of the things I want to share with because I I, I know from experience um, from a relative that uh, that could have been very devastating. Um, So for any of you planning on traveling, please, please, please make sure you have health care and don't rely on the fact that I have group benefits or I have a credit card. It's covered on my credit card. Most people, I've I've not met anybody that's actually read their policies. (laughs) Nobody's read their credit cards and nobody's read their group benefit policy to see what's actually covered. So uh, I encourage you. Make sure you, you look into it and say, what exactly do I have? Don't rely on the fact that you think you got something covered on your card or in your plan. Actually ask and, and see what it is. Because without it, it, it could be devastating. Take a very good vacation and turn it into a, a financial nightmare. And again, I, I've mentioned how really, really the healthcare costs and, and, and you and the, those of you in the United States and around the world who, who have healthcare that Uh, you're paying for or have health care that you now can't qualify for, you understand how important it is to have it. So so I encourage you, if you're traveling, make sure you have travel insurance. And traveling means leaving your province, even if you're going over to buy, uh, you know, the sales over the border. So make sure you're covered. Um, We're going to take our last break of the night. When we come back, I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about how you can control your finances and why we want to track your cash. I say it all the time on the show. I say it all the time when you talk to me in person. I say it all the time in my office. Track your cash. It's not hard. It's not complicated. Track your cash. Know where your cash is coming from. Know where your cash is going. That's all you have to do is know where your stuff is. That's it. You don't have to have fancy formulas. You don't have to have fancy software. We're going to talk about that. We'll take our last break and come back and and just wrap up a little bit of our conversation that we've had tonight and pull it together. You are listening to uh, Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy cook Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we come back, we'll wrap up our conversation about finances and what we need to do. We'll be right back.
0: It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back, everyone. And thank you for listening to us on Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And today we've just been talking about the topics that I get asked a lot about. Uh, There's always lots of questions I get asked um, either in the office or if I'm just out and about. And people just want to know, I mean, a lot of the times they want to ask me about what to invest in and what do I think of marijuana stocks and those kind of things. But uh, for the most part, those are the fun stuff. But a lot of people just want to know how do they protect what they've got and how do they keep what they have and make it grow a little bit and and how do they get to the, the future financially successfully. So that's what we're looking at. And now I talked just before we went to the break about tracking your cash. I say that all the time. I'm a firm believer in tracking your cash. Because you can't fix what you don't know. So if you don't know how much money you have coming in or you don't know how much money you have going out or you don't know where you're spending your money, that's the first thing you want to do is figure that out. Track your cash. And I said before, and I'll say it again, you don't have to have fancy software. You don't need to use the QuickBooks or the Sage or or even Excel. You, if you don't know software and you're not a tech person, you can handle getting a notebook and a piece of paper with pen and write it down. So write down what comes in, write down what goes out, and then subtract the two numbers and see if you're if more money's coming in or more money's going out. I can assure you, if more money's going out, you will probably be feeling the stress without even knowing why and you won't be able to figure out how to pay your bills because you're always short money at the end of the month and you don't know why you can't understand because you know you make I've had lots of people I don't understand. I make so much money and and I just never seem to be able to get ahead. And then you start looking at what you're spending your money on. And then you realize that, oh, yeah, maybe maybe I need to control what I'm spending my money on a little bit better. Now, does that mean you can't enjoy life? You can't go to a concert or out for dinner? Of course not. You just can't go every single weekend. And, and you might not be able to go for a couple months while you're getting things back on track and sorted out. But you got to know. And the fear of not knowing is so much worse than the fear of knowing. And I find that personally, I mean, I mentioned I left the family business. It wasn't a great departure and it was very stressful. But what happened was I just sat down. And I'm like, okay, I need to know where my cash is going and, and I need to know where it's going to come from and I need to know how I'm going to start my own business or I need to decide if I'm going to start my own business or not. So these are all questions that you can start to ask yourself and make a list of. Because if you don't write it down, it's just an idea that is a dream that never comes to fruition or never gets ex- explored correctly because you forget or you can't remember exactly what you were thinking. Just write it down. Call it a journal, call it an idea book, call it future planning, call it whatever you want. Just write it down. Questions that you have and if you're, even if you're not ready yet to talk to somebody, You've got questions about your finances. You've got questions about specific topics of protecting yourself. You've got questions about insurance. Do you need life insurance? What is life insurance? Do I need disability insurance? How much do I need? These are all questions you can write down. Say, you know what? I I heard this. I don't understand what it is. Just keep a list of questions. And then when you go in and you talk to your person that you're going to talk to, either through debt uh, coaching or counseling or an accountant or an advisor like me, you whip out your questions and say, okay, I want to ask you these questions. Because that's their job. That's what they do. They're there to work for you. And I remind people of that all the time. When you come into my office, it's not about me at all. It's about you. It's about uh, what you want. It's about where you want to be in the future. It's about how you want your retirement to be. It's not about me. So that's how I encourage you to find the right person to talk to and then ask the questions. And once you ask the questions, if you like the answers... That's great. If you don't like the answers, then figure out what's wrong with them and what you need to do to make your plan work. Because uh a lot of the times, it's there are little changes that you have to make. These aren't great, big, huge changes all the time that people need to make in their life to make their finances work. Sometimes it's just little tweaking here and there. So track your cash. Make sure you know what's coming in and make sure you know what's going out and write it down. Don't just think, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it is. Because a lot of the time when I ask people, it's not at all. Oh yeah, I think I might spend $100 a month eating out and a lot of the time it's twice that. So, don't surprise yourself. These aren't the ways we want to surprise ourselves. We just want to take a a control of our finances in an unemotional way because, and I always tell people this and they laugh because they think of the business I'm in that I'm all about the money and all about that. um, You know, all about growing the money and, and I am for sure. But Money has no emotions. Money doesn't love you. Money's not worried about you. Money's not sitting in the bank thinking, oh, I wish you'd come and get me or you'd earn me or I could come live with you. That's not what money thinks. We have way more of an emotional attachment to money than money has to us. That's why I always tell people there's lots of it out there. You can make as much as you want and we can invest it and we can grow it as much as you want but uh at the end of the day our love of money is not reciprocated. <laughs> money does not love us. So just treat it the way it treats us and make it and and enjoy it and have it ready for you for your future and make sure if you have questions about it or you're confused about it that you ask somebody, you talk to somebody. Um and if you're I I I mean obviously I encourage it if you want to read the, the All Ladies Should Use the F Word, a guide to loving your finances. It's written in a way that's meant for you to understand. it. I know it says uh, for the ladies and my goal and my focus is to help a lot of women understand their finances because for the most part, women aren't the ones that control their finances. And I think it's important that you understand it because the reality of it is at some point women end up single, either by choice, by divorce, uh, by being widowed. It's it's statistically the way it goes and most women don't understand their finances and if you can just understand a little bit about where your stuff is and and how it works that's really the first step and it's it's empowering and it's encouraging and it's exciting and and I think once you know something then you, you start to enjoy it more you're not afraid of it so uh, join read the book uh if if you want the help we have the women's investment club that we membership that we're we've we have and we're relaunching it uh with our new website so that's coming and you can talk to you know similar minded women and ask questions and and there's always downloadables and and educational parts and of course i'm on there to talk every every week about any live q and a's for questions that are specific for people um so there's always stuff out there that you can do I encourage you always, of course, to listen to us here on the Inspired Choices Network. And if it's a mindset problem that you think you have, then you need to find one of the shows that that speaks to you about mindset. If it's something that, you know, you're struggling because you have children and you're overwhelmed with the parenting stuff, and if you could get that under control, then that would make you happy. Then listen to one of the the shows on parenting. There's there's always so many opportunities, and I just like to encourage people to find the one that works for you because there is something. Take a step, uh, make a commitment to yourself to do what you need to do to make your life better and enjoyable so that you can travel through these years into your retirement and enjoy all the years getting to it and then enjoy your retirement. It's not an either or, it's a both. So thank you for joining us on Financially Speaking. I'll be right back again next week and we'll talk more finances.
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.